Hello and welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, where we chat all things leadership and personal development related, absolutely authentically and unscripted. On this podcast, my guests and I are going to introduce you to ideas and concepts that show how you can move past your fears, negative self-talk and constant doubts in order to encourage and motivate you on your journey to becoming a legendary leader yourself with more impact, influence and inspiration. So, are you ready for it? Welcome once again to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. Legendary Leaders, the podcast. My name is Kathleen Merkel and I'm the host of this show. I'm trying to, to really invite some very interesting, inspiring guests every time so that you can really take away different insights and different learnings and in particular, some small steps you can take in place right away to become the best leader of your own life and of the people around you. And that doesn't only have to be in organizations. It can be anywhere. People you want to inspire, you want to engage, perhaps you want to change and improve relationships around you. But it always starts with yourself. How can you improve the relationship with yourself? Today's guest is talking about stress. Who knew that this could be a topic for an entire show? And believe me, we could have probably talked for hours and hours. I have read um, a while ago, The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. And when I got the book, I was like, what? There is an upside to stress. Stress is in, in itself quite a negative word, right? It has a very negative connotation. And when I read it, I had a few aha moments when I said, okay, stress is actually going to tell us something. Stress is putting us in check, basically, of where we are, what's going on for us, what do we need to get back in balance in order to feel really good about ourselves. And it helped me really approach stress from a far more positive side, looking at it as a helper almost, to say, okay, what are you trying to tell me instead of getting more stressed out? And then I was able to take action and to say, okay, are you exaggerating perhaps? Do you have to structure yourself differently? What are your previous experiences that drive this sensation and feeling of stress at the moment? So coaching myself almost through the situation, but I needed to have an anchor and something in this case, it was the book to help me understand that there is actually something I can do instead of remaining in this hamster wheel of stress and often stressing out about things I shouldn't have stressed out about, to be quite honest. But as everything in life, it's a lesson, right? Today, my guest is Stephanie Weikert, and she has been focusing on helping individuals and groups to really combat stress, but in such a beautiful yogic way, so that they really feel more present, more calm and confident every day. She's very similar to me in the sense that she also says we are not going to reinvent the wheel and simply tell you a big process, a big method that you have to put in place and you actually feel more stressed and overwhelmed when, when seeing it. She's really about putting small steps into place every day that you can consistently practice that don't take a lot of time and that you can really take charge of to sustainably create the change you want to create it to be this really amazing version of yourself. That's really what it is about. So in terms of Stephanie, she is a yoga therapist and she has had 
uh, her own quite challenging experiences with burnout, for example, working in a very demanding environment. And she will tell you yourself, picking her eyebrows and eyelashes. So she didn't have any eyebrows, for example, and that was her stress reaction. And she was aware of it, but didn't really do anything about it until she kind of had this epiphany moment. And she will tell us more in detail about what happened there, what she did and how she used her experience and and still uses it with people across the globe, helping them to feel calmer about themselves and to approach stress from a very positive perspective. As always, if you want to know more about how you can manage your emotions, how you can manage stress and be the best leader in your life, then do get in touch. The Better Leader Academy is out now, it's running, and it's such a fantastic, engaging program. I'm really enjoying it to welcome female leaders for an entire year working with me, but working in a less stressful way because all the modules are self-led, but I'm supporting with monthly group coaching sessions, with Q&A sessions where you can really get in touch with me, where we can bring all the knowledge that you may have listened to in the podcast, but also topics that you have experienced as a leader yourself together discuss and support you really really towards this this life where you thrive and where you feel so so alive and at ease with yourself that's my goal that's what i want to achieve so tune in join our community and if you want to know more about it simply head towards my website kathleenmerkel.com slash membership you can learn more about it there or simply get in touch via cmc at kathleenmerkelcoaching.com and I'm more than happy to get back to you as soon as possible and we can have a simple chat about it. But for now, I'd say enjoy this episode. I hope you are going to take as much knowledge away from it as I did. And by the end of the podcast, please do leave us some feedback. I'd always love to hear what you think, what you want to hear more of and what your challenges are as well. We may be able to help you with. So let us know, engage with us. But for now, have fun and enjoy this episode. Speak to you in a moment. So hello and welcome, everyone. We have a special guest, as I've just announced to you today. So hello, Stephanie. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Kathleen. It's a real pleasure. You already awakened my curiosity in our little chat we had before I hit the record button. Because we we were basically talking about Stephanie's uh, life as a mother and when she gave birth to two beautiful children. When she told me how old her children are, I literally fell off my chair because I have a gorgeous, beautiful woman sitting in front of me, at least virtually sitting in front of me, who I thought would be maybe in her mid-30s max. She isn't. She is a wee bit older, which I didn't (laughs) expect. And one of the secrets here is to really make peace with stress. And that's what Stephanie is all about, helping other people, individuals and groups to really make peace with stress. And this is the core topic of today's conversation. Before we dive into making peace with stress and all aspects of stress, let's hear a little bit from you about your background story. I'm always very curious to understand what got people to where they are now and and what inspired you to do the work you do? Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you for asking because it's a really interesting story. I struggled with stress-related anxiety and depression for about 10 years. And during that time, I developed what I now know was a body-focused repetitive behavior 
And a very common one that many people are uh, familiar with is biting your fingernails, mm -hmm. right? You know, that's a, that's a sort of a, a more mainstream body-focused repetitive behavior. But mine was that I pulled on my eyebrows and eyelashes. I just, it was just a nervous habit. I would just sit there and tug and tug and pull them out. And during that 10 years, there was a lot of time where I had barely any and eventually no eyebrows or eyelashes at all. And that really prompted a massive realization and life transformation for me. What happened was I saw myself in the mirror one day as if from afar. In yoga, we call it the witness aspect of your being. It's almost like an out-of-body experience where you see yourself, you know, from outside of yourself in some ways, from out of your mind in some ways. It's just a different perspective. And I saw myself in the mirror and I saw what my face looked like. And I think, you know, as I said to you before we started recording, I looked so much older than I do now, but certainly not having any eyebrows or eyelashes was a startling thing to see. And even though I had been struggling and really, you know, not having great eyelashes or eyebrows because I was pulling them out, having very, you know, straggly and whatever facial hair because I, of what I was doing for a long time, that particular time when I saw what I looked like, I just recognized that I was doing it to myself and that I had a really simple choice to make in that moment. And now I often call it a fork in the road moment where you just recognize you have to decide to go one way or the other. And for me, the way that I sort of heard that in my mind in that moment, or maybe not in my mind, in my soul, <laughs> in my heart, was that I could either stay stuck and continue to live life in that mode of being highly reactional and negative and stressed out. I could continue that path or I could take charge of myself. I think because I saw my face and what I had been doing with this nervous sort of automatic habit that I was sort of aware of, but sort of not that I would do without, you know, really recognizing that that's what I was doing, that I just had to take charge of myself. I really had this recognition, either stay stuck and just stay the way you are or take charge and change it. Yeah. Which it sounds so obvious and so simple, but what I know then and have continued to experience both personally and professionally is that when you're in this state of inner chaos of, you know, feeling overwhelmed and confused and spinning, you know, that when, when something gets simplified to that place of one or the other that's it <laughs> it feels so liberating it's like oh well obviously I want to take charge of myself and change this because this isn't working <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah yeah so that's what I I decided in that moment that I would simply do whatever it took to stop pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes 
okay, first thing I have to pay attention to when I'm doing it because I would do it and my brain would be, you know, off somewhere else. And I wouldn't even realize that I was doing this. And so the first thing I recognized I needed to do is to truly notice when I was doing it. And then I just really realized that the next thing I had to do is once I noticed, I had to take that opportunity to stop. <laughs> and then I had to focus on stopping, right? It just was this clear, simple, like, you got to notice when you're doing it. You got to take that opportunity to stop yourself. And then you've got to focus on really not doing it. And that's what I started to do when I found myself, you know, looking for something to pull on. So there was nothing there at that point. I would often just bend over, whether I was seated or, you know, sometimes I would be at work and I would run into the bathroom or, you know, off into the corner somewhere. Or I even, had several instances where I was driving and I would pull the car over and like push the seat all the way back and just wow. bend over and breathe, take mm -hmm. some deep breaths. And I started saying to myself, you can stop. You can just stop doing this. You can stop yourself. That really just ch changed everything because it showed me even though I stopped, I really did stop pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes, which was nice because they started eventually growing back. It took a long time. But what really came from that was that I could change, <laughs> that I could recognize that something wasn't working and change yeah. if I focused on it, if I committed to it. And that was very empowering. And so that's why I do what I do now. At the time, I was in the world of graphic design, and this all happened, and my life started to change for the better in a lot of ways, besides growing eyebrows and eyelashes back. And I just started feeling a lot better and feeling more present in my life and calmer and more confident about who I was. And it was all really a result of this thing that I started doing. And I started applying the same process of noticing when I felt uncomfortable, when I felt stressed out, when I felt overwhelmed, when I, you know, when something was really bothering me and saying, okay, this is an opportunity to do something positive. Yeah. That was it. And I kept using that. So eventually I decided to leave the world of graphic design and I studied yoga therapy mm -hmm. and now I'm a certified yoga therapist and creator of Make Peace with Stress, which is a teaches you exactly what I just taught you, teaches you how to make that a part of your life so that you can stop struggling with stress and be the present calm and confident person that we're all meant to be. It's good work. It is good work. And I find it really inspirational when you talk about it. What surprises me is how simple it sounds. Yeah. So when, when I talk to people who suffer from stress, who feel really kind of stressed out, almost heading towards burnout. Mm -hmm. um, so it's the negative side of stress. Then mm -hmm. what I hear is, uh, I just basically numb myself. I go to the pub afterwards. I have a drink yeah. and this becomes a new habit neglecting ourselves, not looking after ourselves, exercising enough sleep and so on. You mentioned the, the, the nail biting. Mm. And I think there are loads of examples, some are smaller, some are uh, more obvious that we can talk about. 
But one thing I hear quite often is I struggle to change this habit. Right. And when you talked about this moment, this fork in the road moment, standing in front of the mirror, it sounds like, okay, now I finally see myself and I'm going to make a change. Done. Right. Sorted. <laughs> right. So I, my brain struggles at the moment to understand how it could be so easy. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's easy, but I do think it's simple and there's a big difference. When you think about just stress in general, mm -hmm. right? Just to stay focused on that. When people are struggling with stress and they look for help, there's loads of information. And by the way, that whole numbing and distracting um, and projecting piece is massively common. I mean, like a hundred percent of us do that. Everyone does that. So when you look to try to do something about stress, the common advice, the common nomenclature around stress is to relieve it or to manage it. And while I understand that in terms of, you know, when you're feeling so so bad from stress, you want to feel better, right? Yeah. And so the, the stress relief, the things like, you know, going to the pub or, you know, or even something more, slightly more in the self-care realm, like, you know, taking a warm bath or even something like meditating or breathing techniques or yoga or exercise or any of that, that sort of relieves the symptoms I understand that. I, I get that. And sometimes we do need to simply relieve the symptoms. But what I propose is that in terms of the making it easy, I, again, I don't think it's easy, but I think that this, this simple mindset shift is really where we need to be when it comes to stress, is that stress is your body and mind's way of telling you that something is threatening. Literally, our stress response is built into our systems to help us take action when we're in danger, right? And we need our stress response. Like if you've ever been, like nearly been in a car accident, right? You pull through an intersection and another car comes zooming through yeah. and you have to make an immediate change <laughs> to avoid being hit by this car. That is your stress response at work and serving you in exactly the way you need to be served. And there's several other examples, but most of us operate in a place where our stress response is always on to some extent. And it's because we're so overstimulated and overconnected mm. and, you know, just where our nervous system is being bombarded with largely negative information mm. in our lives. And so our stress response is there to show us that something is threatening. Now, it may not be a car coming through the intersection or, a, you know, a saber-toothed tiger, right? Or, a bear, you know, something that's immediately there to harm us or potential for harm. But when we experience the sense of chronic stress, that overwhelm, you know, all of those symptoms that you were even talking about just a moment ago, 
it means that there's something in our lives that is out of alignment with where we are meant to go. And I often use the word suffering and sometimes people are like, I don't suffer. My life is fine. <laughs> but when we're not thriving, right, we all are meant to be, to, to step into this, you know, biggest vision of ourselves. We really are. We're meant to thrive. That's why we're here. It's our purpose in life. And so oftentimes what is preventing that is the way that we're translating our experience. And that is the thing that is threatening, so to speak, or putting us in danger of reaching our highest potential. So we can start to use stress as essentially our, almost our best friend that's saying, hey, Kathleen, <laughs> this right here, this experience that you're having, there's something here for you to learn. It's an opportunity, just like in the way that when I was pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes, it was an opportunity to feel that sense of being able to reclaim my experience in that moment, right? This was an automatic reaction to whatever was going on inside of me. And when I used that to change, then I got so much positive growth out of it because I learned that I was in charge of myself, that I wasn't a victim to my thoughts, mm -hmm. my feelings, and to the, the negative reaction that we're really just so programmed to have. And as a result of an understanding that about myself, then I could really start to pay attention to what I really did want, started to have a bigger vision for my life and to work toward that. Mm. And it was so transformational. Yeah, Absolutely. It, it sounds like it. And, and I think it's just fantastic when you can take this moment to say, okay, what is this stress reaction telling me? What yes. is the opportunity here? I could well imagine that some people feel stuck in the moment. Why am I biting my nails yes. right now? Yes, I notice I'm biting my nails. I do it again. Yes. And I know it doesn't look nice. It bothers me actually, but I have no idea what the opportunity is. Right. Yes. So at first, the opportunity is simply to redirect your attention, to take charge of your awareness. And then once you start creating that space, the bigger opportunities become really obvious. I also think there is an element of being kind to yourself and accepting what you are experiencing. The, the, the word stress became almost like this fashionable word, right? Because we are busy and we have, as you said, a lot of influence around, it, around us. Not all of it is necessarily positive. And in combination with the fact that different people experience different levels of stress, right? Yes. Resilience plays a role, how you look after yourself, probably how you grew up, your experiences in the past. Absolutely. And what you often hear from other people is, ah, come on, you know, take it easy or don't make a big deal out of it. Don't be so stressed about it. And I think it's really important that we also watch our language that we use because it's yes. worse enough that or it's bad enough that other people may say that to us. But if we start saying, ah, come on, it's nothing and right. it's all okay and don't build it right. up. Right. There's a risk that it can become bigger. That's what I would assume. 
Absolutely. And I love, Kathleen, that you brought this point up. The make peace with stress process, as I've already, you know, essentially said, is paying attention, first and foremost, the yogic practice is self-study. So really starting to notice these things about yourself. But the second step of the process is the English word that is most often used is surrender. And the word surrender has a bit of a negative connotation. But when you look it up in the dictionary, it means to end the fight. (laughs) And I mentioned this in this moment because of what you just said is it's such a potent bit of information. When we continually resist our inner experience, like, why am I feeling this way? Or, or I just need to calm down, or I just need to, you know, not be so uptight, or, you know, when that, that, that's still fighting it. That is still fighting it. But when we truly open to it or embrace our experience as exactly what we are meant to have in our lives in order to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. It's like being in an obstacle course and really wanting to get through it, but getting up to a certain wall and saying, instead of climbing the wall, I'm just going to bang it with my head until it until it knocks over. It doesn't sound pleasant. It doesn't sound pleasant (laughs) at all. And it's not going to work and it's going to hurt you. And you're not going to make it over the wall. It's it's certainly not the uh, smoothest path (laughs) through that obstacle. But when we start to open to our experience, when we make peace with stress, so to speak, when we surrender to the challenges that we come up against, the wall, so to speak, and recognize that whatever skills I have to develop to get myself up and over this wall is exactly what I need to get what I want in my life, right? Just like you want to live in Spain, and you know that if I am going to live in Spain, I need to speak Spanish, so I need to learn Spanish, right? That is a skill that I need to get what I want. So you don't fight that. You don't say, well, I'm just going to you know, not really, or I'm just gonna, you know, rely on some crutch or or whatever, right? There's a million different ways to think about it. But it's really the same thing with the challenges in life that we experience. They are there to help us get what we want to fulfill our purpose. There's a, a Buddhist teacher that I love, Pema Chodron, who says, Nothing in life goes away until you learned the lesson that you're meant to learn from it. And it's that simple. So we can fight it. We can bang our heads against the wall thinking that's the best way to knock down the wall instead of learning to climb it, instead of doing, you know, figuring that part out. So when we learn to climb the wall, it's not only, it may feel a little harder at first, but it's, it gives you what you need. It's so empowering. It's empowering and liberating as well. Absolutely. When you make peace with stress and with yourself, not to hold on to negativity, to grudges, to whatever it is, and you just accept the challenge. And it sounds, again, so simple. And it can be, to be honest, the more you practice the surrendering stage, the simpler it becomes. And suddenly you are in, in this completely different space of calm, ease 
Yes. And empowerment in the sense of I can tackle a lot. Challenge That's come my right. way. It's fine. That said, life is a continual experience of growth. Mm. So while you may master the wall obstacle, so to speak, at some point, you know, there will be other things that come along that are new and feel bigger. That's why the make peace with stress process, which is just directly out of yoga philosophy, by the way, is so profound because it's a simple three-step process that meets you where you are. And it might be one day, you know, just dealing with the frustration of being late for uh, an appointment and stuck in traffic, or it might be when you're hitting your ceiling of wanting to be in the world in a bigger way and feeling a lot of fear, or it might be, a, you know, another big life challenge, or it might be something like, you know, smaller, it, whatever the experience is in any given moment, this simple process is right there with you to, to help you. And just to really reiterate the process, because I want your listeners to be able to use it like right now wow. is, is self-study, surrender and intention setting. Again, it's where am I going to focus my energy and a simple way to remember this is simply the self-study is noticing uh, your experience. The surrender piece is about opening to the opportunity, right? We already talked about it. And then the intention setting, you can think of it as welcoming. And I use those words specifically, notice, open, and welcome what you want, because that spells now. And that's something really important that I want to make sure to share is that this is not something that can happen in the past or in the future. It only happens in that moment of feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, anxious, down, struggling with insomnia, digestive issues, whatever all of the things are that are really just symptoms of chronic stress pulling on your eyebrows and eyelashes mm. or biting your fingernails, that's when you have the opportunity to use this process to change it. Absolutely. And I wonder what environment is needed to be in that place where you can notice. Mm. So, so I'm still trying to imagine myself in the past, but also people I know where I say that it feels almost frantic their way of being yeah. is like this, this rabbit in the headline. Yes. And to get to that stage where you say, okay, I notice. Yeah. And I open and yeah. so on and so forth um, can yeah. be quite challenging. So do you have any top tips in terms of how they can get themselves into a space where they can allow themselves to notice more? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to give a very specific thing to do in just a moment. But the first thing that I really want to make sure is clear is that this is a lifelong practice. My experience of recognizing that I had to change this habit of pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes was 21 years ago. And I still use this process 
pretty much daily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a practice and it's not something like I have to do this <laughs> in order to deal with this. It's a, oh, I get to use this simple three-step sort of way of experiencing challenges in order to transcend them and grow. So it's just in the same way I often use brushing your teeth as an example, right? You brush your teeth every day. And even on the day that you get your teeth cleaned professionally at the dentist and they're, you know, shining and really nice, you still brush your teeth yeah. <laughs> that night. I hope or that, so. You know, next morning, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's just part of your sort of mental health routine, not even mental health routine as much as your empowering, you know, lifelong practice. So like you mentioned earlier, it does become easier. It does become more automatic. It does become something that you do by default with practice, just like brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth every day because you've been brushing your teeth every day since you were a toddler and you've been trained to do it and it's just something you know is important. This is the same thing. This becomes the same thing in your life. That said, in moments of just really feeling frantic and overwhelmed and just feeling like you're in the midst of dramatic inner chaos where it's hard to move out of that your breath is the most direct line to your nervous system. One way to think about it is your breath is the remote control <laughs> to your to your nervous system. I like so that. if it's if it's on a channel of, you know, if it's watching a really dramatic show or whatever, you can change the channel simply by changing your breathing. And my favorite and simplest way to work with your breath so that you can be more in the present moment where mm -hmm. you can notice is to exhale as if you're exhaling through a straw. So you purse your lips, I'll demonstrate it. You purse your lips and you blow your breath out like this. And then you inhale through your nose. Really purse your lips. Really blow it all out and inhale through your nose. And you could do that two or even three times, which takes all of 30 seconds, less than 60 seconds for sure. And you've maybe just temporarily, but you've changed the channel just enough to pause which is something else I'd like to offer. In Make Peace with Stress, there are six lessons, and the first lesson is called Reset. And Reset is simply making a conscious choice to try something different, <laughs> of recognizing that you are in charge of yourself in that moment. And with that breathing technique, as much as the now practice, the noticing, the opening to the opportunity and the welcoming what you really want, as potent and important as that is at first, yeah. just the sense of I can stop myself even just for a moment, it, it can be key because of neuroscience. <laughs> and the short version of that is that our brains are wired 
to find and follow patterns like brushing your teeth every day, right? You wake up, you use the toilet, you brush your teeth, you have coffee, you know, some order of that <laughs> might be slightly different, but there's, you know, five or six things that most of us do every single morning in the same order within the first five, 10 minutes of, of being awake every day. And you don't think about it. You don't open your eyes in the morning and say, okay, what do I need to do right now? You just get up and you do those first, you know, five or six things. That's a pattern, a very strong, well-established pattern in your brain. And it works. It's good for you. It's good that our brains are efficient in this way because it would be exhausting to have to figure out, you know, how to do every single thing that you do every single day. But when stressing, I'll use that as an umbrella term, when stressing becomes a pattern, that reaction of negativity, of resistance becomes a pattern, it can be hard to change it at first, as you were mentioning, of feeling stuck, of feeling like you can't change it. So the, the practice of reset is simply an awareness that you are in charge. It may not feel like you can take charge of yourself, but at first, just bringing that sense of, I'm in charge here. I'm going to stop doing this for a minute. I'm going to do the, that breathing, that straw exhalation breathing mm. technique once or twice. Just You may go right back to that feeling of overwhelm in two minutes. At first, it's not about changing everything at once because you can't. You simply, it's impossible to change everything at once. But with practice, you can start to become more aware of your ability to take charge of yourself. And that's, again, why this process is so potent and works so well, because it's just these simple little steps that build on each other that you start with. And because they're small, because you do them right now, they help immediately and it grows from there. It grows from there. And you want to create sustainable change. And sustainable change happens when you take small steps, but consistently, as you said, it's impossible just to change everything at once. And that's, yes. that's really important to recognize that those small yeah. steps are so powerful. Yeah. One thing we discussed very briefly are the upsides of stress. And you mentioned already throughout this conversation, one key upside, and that is what opportunities lie ahead of me. What other upsides can you see where stress actually is a very positive thing? So the answer to your question really is just one big answer of the upside of stress is that our stress is really, our chronic stress especially, is really a message from our inner compass that we have that opportunity to be who we want to be. And, and that when we really change our minds about that, when we really embrace that inner experience, we are given like divine download <laughs> of exactly what we need if we can just open up to it, of exactly what we need to be what we want to be. It's brilliant. So I think 
there's so much learning the listeners can take away from it, in particular your three-step process in terms of notice, yeah. open, and welcome. It creates new opportunities. Stress, if we keep our eyes open, can really help us move to the next level of learning, of experience, and of, I would even add to it, resilience in the most positive sense, this new level of awareness and learning that we are taking away. What is one key top tip that you would want to leave the audience with today? Uh, well, like you said, I've mentioned that my overriding sort of mindset shift that's absolutely huge. And I want to reiterate the practice of reset because mm -hmm. that's a can be a profound first step of just recognizing that you're in charge of yourself and that you can begin to interrupt patterns of, again, umbrella term, stressing. It might feel like overwhelm or frustration or negativity or judgment or self-doubt or all the things. And I've mentioned the breathing technique that I think is so simple and incredibly helpful. And so I think with all of that said, the last thing that I really want to share, and I mentioned it a bit, is that Each one of us is here on this planet in this moment to thrive, to be legendary, to mm. use a word that you use. We are all here to add to the collective experience. And I say this in, in the meditation classes that I teach online right now. When you look out into the world and you have a sense of, because I think we all do, we have a sense of wanting the world to be a better place. Yeah. <laughs> we want the world to be a better place, whether it's for ourselves or for the next generations or just, you know, the sense of there's improvement possible. There's positive change possible. There's growth possible in our collective experience in the world, right? When you have that experience, And I think 100% of us do. What I want to really leave your audience with is that that is just as much a personal call to action as any of the stress symptoms that we've talked about. Because each of us individually contribute to our collective experience world peace, if you will, begins within the hearts of each of us as individuals. We cannot have a calm, peaceful, loving human experience collectively. We can't have a calm, peaceful world if any one of us are struggling with calm, peaceful, loving kindness within us. Absolutely. So... And again, you know, your audience is, is really about leadership. <laughs> And so I want to encourage all of us continually to be our own best leaders so that we can be the leaders in the world that we're meant to be. Yes. Hell yes to that. <laughs> Hell It yeah. It starts with us as individuals. Yeah. You all, the, the very loyal listeners who listen to us on a regular basis know I'm all about self-leadership. It starts with us. So you've got to 
live what you want to see differently. It starts with you. If you don't know where to start, what to do, how to be, get support. Look in your network. Find the likes of Stephanie, for example. There are so much support out there. We just have to open up to it, dare to ask for help and show some vulnerability. And then, you know, you can get yourself onto your own very individual path. Thank you so, so much, Stephanie, for being such a wonderful guest here today and a very calming guest, if I may say so. (laughs) Before we let you go, though, please do share with our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So makepeacewithstress.com is the most direct place to learn more about Make Peace With Stress as a philosophy and a process and even the program. And there's two things that I'd love to direct the audience to. There's a free resources page where there is a whole series of posts about how to apply the notice open welcome process to specific things like feeling stuck or insomnia or procrastination or disorganization or there's a whole bunch anxiety so some very specific ways of applying to specific issues or things that uh, you might be struggling with and additionally there is a stress type quiz on my site that may be very helpful, which is yoga therapy is really using specific practices and techniques in specific ways. And it's the same even within the umbrella of stress. Some of us are freezers uh, when it comes to stress. Some of us are catastrophizers. Some of us are imploders. (laughs) And once you take this simple, kind of fun, two-minute quiz, you can download a guide to your stress type that helps you to understand what to look for, what to notice, what to pay attention to in your experience so that you can start to take that opportunity. And then there's also a very simple three-step practice within that guide specifically for your stress type. It's a physical thing, which, you know, in one case is a self-hug, which is a nice shoulder stretch, but also a very comforting way of embracing yourself and your experience. There's a breathing technique, and then there's a sort of a mental piece. And what's brilliant about these practices are that the three pieces working together, which I teach you how to do in the guide, are a very potent, profound, sort of sit down and do this for five minutes practice. But those three tools are also things that you can do when you're, say, stuck in traffic or about to speak in public and feeling really anxious or any experience where you need that support. They're very small little things that you can do in a moment that will help you shift out of the experience of stress and negativity and resistance and toward that openness and intention, purposeful way of being. And that's what people can find on your Make Peace with Stress website. Yes. Fantastic. So loads of valuable resources you can get here as well for free. So 
what's stopping you now from starting to make peace with stress is my question for you. I hope you took so much valuable information and insights away. I certainly did. There's always something you can learn and you can take away, which is absolutely brilliant. Do check out the resources, do see what works for you and start with a tiny step, you know, one step after the other. And uh, I would love to hear how it went and, you know, how you are doing when it comes to making peace with stress. So do let us know in our feedback section. I would love to hear from you. So get in touch. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening again today. But thanks to you, Stephanie, for being such a wonderful guest. Um, it has been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathleen. You all have a wonderful rest of the week. Uh, tune in again next week when we have some new exciting topics to discuss that will help you in your self-leadership. Until then, take good care, stay healthy and make peace with stress. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Legendary Leaders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the show, either on iTunes, Spotify, or on my website, www.kathleenmerkel.com, so that you can hear more about our next episodes. I would also love to hear from you to discover what topics you'd like to listen to on this podcast. Please head over to kathleenmerkel.com forward slash podcast and let me know. You can also find me on Facebook in the Legendary Leaders Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode of the Legendary Leaders Podcast. Take care. Bye.